The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this is the Hard Shoulder here in Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Yesterday, you might remember we were looking back on some of the cultural touchstones from 2023 with uh, Brian Lloyd uh, of Entertainment.ie, and Brian talked, of course, about Taylor Swift. Given. She is Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And we got a text in that I read out. We got a lot of texts in uh, with views one way or the other. But I read this one out. Taylor Swift represents the rebirth of bubblegum, junior infant songwriting laced with mediocre melodies. And so incensed was Dave Brown from Picture House that he insisted on coming on the show to defend Taylor Swift's good name. Dave, you're very welcome. Happy Christmas. Same to you, same to you. So good to, good to, good to be on. Why, why is Taylor Swift not representative of the rebirth of Bubblegum Junior Infant <laughs> songwriting laced with mediocre melodies? Well, there you go. Actually, incensed was a good word because this Taylor bashing that goes on. I mean, I'm a songwriter here and I have been for 30 years or more. It's my whole life. And when you hear somebody in our industry that, you know, blatantly can outright you and, and, and you, you hear songs and melodies and lyrics that you think are absolutely you know, mind-blowing. You have to say something about it. And, I mean, look, she's the, she's Time's Woman of the Year for, for, for many reasons. And, as you know, I was, I, I was saying that it's like saying the Beatles, you didn't like She Loves You, so you wipe out, you know, you ignore the, their whole entire catalogue because you didn't like the three-minute pop song. Now, Taylor is a master at that. And we all know that. She writes amazing three-minute blasty pop songs, but she also writes other works of art that are just absolutely breathtaking. And in my opinion... I think she is the, the, you know, the finest lyricist and songwriter that Pop has seen in the last 35 years. Okay, so yeah, give me some examples of that now, because I am am kind of in neither camp. I, if Taylor Swift comes on the radio, I absolutely will not turn it off. Uh, Perfectly pleasant songs. But I mean, in my mind, is there a world of difference between Taylor Swift and, I don't know, Dua Lipa? Probably not. Well, you know, that's what that's a good point. And you, and you hit the nail on the head there because it's almost like you'd say Britney Spears, okay? As if as if we have this idea that Taylor Swift just sits around in dressing rooms and gets her makeup done and off she goes and sings the mm. songs that we hear on the radio, which they're the songs we hear on the radio. They're the shop front, like She Loves You, exactly what I was saying about the Beatles. But when you dive in, you know, deeper into her stuff, the reason why countries are begging Taylor to tour there because they need their GDP boosted, you know, and... The fact that she took on the American record labels, they, they, you know, they signed her to a terrible deal. So she re-recorded her entire back catalogue and on top of that convinced American radio to play her versions and not the label's versions. So she's a maverick, a complete maverick in, in the industry. But examples of what you're saying, I mean, her album Evermore uh, that I discovered shortly uh, during lockdown is absolutely stunning. There's a couple of songs on that one called um, Tis the Damn Season, followed Swiftly, but swiftly, forgive the pun, by, by um, a song called Tolerated, which, which has a time signature that most listeners wouldn't even recognise where the one is. But when okay. you listen to the lyrics and what she's saying, it's incredible. Well, I was, I was going to play a clip of it. Actually, before I do, you tell me what to listen out for before we play it. Okay, so if you have a song and you clap your hands along, one, two, three... For, and you know that's the time signature one yeah. to four. Okay, so what I would what I would um, challenge you to do is tell me where the one and the four is in this song. Even though the lyrics are perfectly clear and exceptional, the melody is beautiful and the harmonies are excellent. So that's my point. Oh God. Okay, uh, let's take a listen. <laughs> let's take a listen. See how you do out of ten. 
Well, I, I kind of got lost fairly early there now, Brian. But that, that, that Dave, that, that would be a great example. Uh, uh, me uh, trying to keep uh, keep time on anything. <laughs> well, look, I mean, all my, I'm just trying to prove a point in the sense that that is absolutely beautifully stunning, and it's not bubblegum, you no. know, chewing gum music at all. It's in, in fact, it's quite the other end of the spectrum. So I just have to. I felt I had to come on and just say, as far as you know, Swifties go, as they call, as they call Taylor Swift fans, mm. or or people who don't like the music, you can't just say, you hear the stuff on the radio, which is excellent for them, fair play to them, that's what hits are all about. But the whole rest of the music back catalogue and the stuff that she writes is absolutely, truly exceptional. And is she, you know? so is she kind of well got within the industry, Dave, with people like yourself? You know, it's, well, that, that idea that she's kind of bubblegum, is that something you just hear more on the street, whereas people like your peers would generally consider her a great songwriter? Or are, well, is, she, is there division even within music? Well, there you go. You, you've hit three nails on the head there, as usual, Kieran. Uh, what The story is, yeah, if I meet somebody, a, a peer or a musician that says that the bubblegum pop music thing, again, I think they're falling for the same thing. And I think that anybody that I know and respect in music agrees with me. You know, they all just go like, isn't she stunning? And we're very, as a songwriting fraternity, very, very proud of her. So when you see her on the front of time, I'm absolutely amazed because I know why she's on the front of time. Like you say, Dua Lipa's hardly going to get on the front of time, is she? And there's different reasons for that. And it's not just because of the three-minute bubblegum pop tunes, which are stunning as well in a different field. But you're right, there is that... That, you know, anybody that I know that appreciates music the way I do appreciates her the way I do. But uh, you do get the other side of the fence as well. I can't believe Kieran just compared Taylor to Dua Lipa. I'm so offended on Taylor's behalf, uh, says one of our <laughs> listeners. I I, listen, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dua Lipa. No, what I, can I, I say? know what you mean. Like Britney Spears or anybody like that, you could say. Now, I'm not commenting on Dua Lipa either. I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be uh, au fait enough for her to say either way. But what I mean is, it's that, it's that bubblegum pop artist that you're talking about. And Taylor is far from that. She writes, you know, she's a creator and a songwriter. And her workload, if you look at the amount of albums she puts out, and as I said, re-recorded her entire back catalogue in the midst of all that to say to the labels, no, you know, two fingers up to you. I'm not doing this anymore. That deal's unfair. So she re-recorded it all. I mean, I know, you know, your listeners may or may not understand what that, that entails, but it's, you know, a massive undertaking of work to do. And then to convince the stations to play her versions so she'll make more money than the labels do. I thought that was breathtaking. Is there anyone else kind of comparable to her at the moment? No, I, this is. I, I think she stands alone again. That's she. You know, you have to give Time Magazine more credit as well, and credit where credit is due to them. They put her on the cover for a reason. It's not just because she wrote "Shake It Off" or has pop tunes in that sense. You know, she's a maverick. She's a songwriter. She's she's a you know a modern day you know Joni Mitchell type in in that sense. She's absolutely. You know, uh, from a songwriting point of view, I, I don't think she has any peers at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. And why do you think she divides a bit? Because that person's appalled I compared her to Dua Lipa. I guarantee someone's texting in as we speak, <laughs> appalled that you compared her to Joni Mitchell. I know. Ex- I knew what I was saying when I said it. I was halfway through the sentence, <laughs> but I thought, I thought, you know what, I'll follow through anyway. Of course there are. Everybody, look, it's, it's it, you know, it's objective and, and everybody can have their own opinion. But what I needed to say was, as a songwriter and knowing how difficult these things are, to just be able to have the three minute pop songs that she has as the throwaway version of her of her songbook and then listen to the rest of it that it brings you toward is just stunning. You know, like most people would be amazed just to have half the three minute pop career that she's had, let alone 
the masterpieces that she's written around it. And I suppose that's my point, Karen. Well, listen, Dave, you, you make the point well and you argue the case well on behalf of Taylor. So, so I don't know what she's paying you, but she's underpaying <laughs> you. Listen, uh, Dave, happy Christmas again. Same to you and everybody in News Talk. Thanks very much. Kate. Thanks very much. Uh, Dave Brown from Picture House. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.